68th time in world history, the Grunge Bible Podcast is going out into the world. This is episode number 68. My name is Chris Salona. I am joined by Ethan Shalloway once again. How are you today, Ethan? How are we doing? I'm doing well, Chris. I have my Americano. I made, okay. I ran out of uh, filters this morning, so I went to the espresso machine, pulled a shot, put some hot water, got myself an Americano. Mm. It's not bad. It's giving me some energy, get me all jacked up. As I, yeah, totally. As I say, you know, get me hydrated. That's what we need um, uh, on a, on a day like today. Because I'm going to be honest. Um, there, you know, everything ebbs and flows, and we we don't pull any punches here, and and we don't. Um, try to give off the notion that we're on all the time. I mean, we don't miss, but we're not on all the time. And just as as what happens in the summertime, you know, we get very busy. We're doing different things. We're traveling a lot, uh, making some memories and whatnot. And uh, today's a little bit of a tough day. I cannot wake up. Um, I'm still I'm still in shambles. Uh, the vibe is in shambles from this past weekend. Um, I was very busy, so we're sitting down on on Thursday, July seventh, to record, and I'm still uh, still in the recovery process from the uh, the long weekend that we had weekend. here in the United States. It's a big weekend for everybody. Yeah. yeah. Um, if there's one thing that you you can guarantee you're going to get from us, it's just brutal honesty. Yeah. <laughs> for some reason, for some reason, we love to tell you uh, when we when we don't want to be <laughs> how doing horribly this. we're feeling yeah. and how little we want to do. This. But you know what? So Ethan, I, fuck I, it. You know I why? Talked to my, I talked to my brother yesterday. Yeah. He's like, yeah. And he's like, yeah. He's like, I, so my brother's not a big grunge fan, and he's like. Oh, I listened to your the July Fourth episode. I was like, "Oh, really?" I was like, "I didn't know you know li- you listen that much." He's like, right. "Well, I look at the titles, and if it doesn't have anything to do with grunge, or if I don't think that's when I listen." It's like <laughs> I just want to hear you guys' banter. And he said, "I love how you guys have this shtick where you uh, you don't care, and you just you know." He's like, "I think it's great." And yeah. I was like, "Yeah, I mean, you know, we've been doing it for a while." He's like, "Yeah, you you know, it's you say that you have all these followers, so it's got to be working." So. You know, yeah, exactly. It. And, and so it comes, to, it com- it comes is, down this to this, Ethan. Bible. Yeah, this exactly. is why we do it. And it's it comes down to Bible. this tenant right here. If you don't, if you can't handle us at our worst, you don't deserve us at our best. If you can't handle Amen us at that. our gigaton or backspacer, you don't deserve <laughs> us at our verses or 10. You just don't. So Amen to that. That's yeah. just that's just kind of the way it goes. Um, yeah, we're, we're struggling a little bit, but it's okay because the uh, the beat rolls on, as they say. We're not, even, you know, we're not even struggling. It's just going to be different. You know yes, I mean? it's just, it's, it's just, just who we are. Because it's yeah. going to be good. This is going to. We always do this. We always think that we have no idea what we're doing, and then we, we knock out a, a home run. So I'm, I'm excited for this podcast. I, I think it's got some great. We got some great topics, and there's no doubt in my mind that we are going to. Um, go past the time that we thought we were going to do. Probably. <laughs> Absolutely, that seems to be the trend uh, as usual. But yeah, here we are so, once again. It's good. It's about Thursday morning. Is it Thursday? Thursday, Thursday like 10 indeed. 10 o'clock here. So that's why we're drinking the coffee and getting this thing rolling. So, all right, check-in's done. So, I mean, I guess we have some people to thank. We do have some people to thank. And uh, once again, uh, we do have a new individual to thank. And uh, we received this, I believe, hot off the heels of the 4th of July episode. And uh, we have a new top-level patron, Ethan. And their name, uh, they would like to be known to the world as Shoe the Shoeless. Uh, and this comes from a famous um, outburst that uh, uh, at a Pearl Jam show, I think in 93, uh, everybody starts throwing shoes at Eddie Vedder on stage. And he's like, you know, fuck this, Shoe the Shoeless, whatever throwing shoes back into the crowd and and he said a quote that um this new top level patron uh dictated on forth to us and um during that outburst eddie vetter said quote your dirt is my fucking food and i love that mentality i mean that's that's really what comes down to it people people try to give you things that they think might bury you and it just feeds you eddie said that your dirt is my fucking food damn I like that a lot. That's a good mentality to have. You know, sometimes the world throws things at you that they think you might not appreciate and they think you might not get down with, but we just feed off of that. This negative energy, man, it just makes us stronger. Yeah, I'm try- I guess that's the best way to put it. I was like, I'm trying to like figure out how, what that makes me feel, but you're right. Yeah, you know, when people throw dirt at you, like it fuels you, like your dirt is my food. Like, yeah, yeah it kind of fuels like that shit. Like, oh yeah. That's right, pretty that good. Makes, making I'm, sense now. I'm really happy about that. So thank That's you, good. Good uh, Shoe the Shoeless, for supporting the cause here as we roll on. Um, also, a quick editorial note that I forgot to mention at the top of the episode. This is number 68, episode 68. And uh, it just so happens that my all-time favorite uh, ice hockey player wore number 68 
for his entire career. So I would like to dedicate my portion of this episode to the great Yaromir Yager uh, from nice. the Czech Republic. Uh, he's very, very important. Um, he had yeah, a nice good. mullet. I think he might have liked grunge music, hopefully. Um, and yeah, it's it's just really good. I mean, he's like the fourth leading scorer in National Hockey League history. He's still playing, even though he's like 51. He plays overseas now. And uh, that's that's pretty grunge. Yeah. You think about it. Oh, that's, yeah. It's grungy as fuck. Yeah, it's one of those sports that you can have a you know, a late career like that and still be effective and, and impactful. <clears throat> yeah. I, th- I think because I mean, a yeah, lot of you, times you can, you can play using intelligence and the intelligence can kind of make up for your loss of speed or, or whatnot. I mean, there's some sports, I mean, javelin throwing, hammer throwing, you, you probably can't do that, but uh, who knows? Someone's got to yeah. find out. But uh, anyways, I just... so I needed to get that out into the world. So now that I've done that, I can continue on and thank the remaining individuals. Yeah, go go for it. Go for yeah, it. We need to go for this. So uh, Shoe the Shoeless joins this list of esteemed people who helped to make this possible week in and week out, whether or not we're feeling energized about it or not. They are with us. They they support us at our gigaton and at our 10, and we're appreciative for that. Um, so we would like to thank Brother Nature, Kitty Cooper, I Hate Your Mom, Kara Kay, The Blue Owl, Fresh Tendonitis, Seattle 4 Fanboy from New Jersey, My Mother Carlene Salona, Jamie Lynn, What the Fuck's Up Denny's, Wayne Staley, our number one fan from Australia, Release, Millie, Alexis Shannon, Kayla Jean, Sonny Mashburn, Chris LSMS, Laura Nyreen, Sue, Nikki Six, Marianne, Jade Mercado, Doug Endy, Black Hole, Sean, Captain Hightop, Darian Riddle, Alex Long, Rachel Corning, and Fuck Soup. The best part about the summertime, Ethan, is no one's eating soup anymore, so I don't, I don't have to... <laughs> I don't have to deal with it anymore, but I think I, I don't take any days off or seasons off from my hatred of soup. And I'm glad to know that fuck soup is also uh, standing strong with me there. Yeah, I guess uh, the only question I have for you is when it comes to the summer, do you put away your hot coffee then as well? I, I do. Yeah. Like I, all the time, no matter what. Yeah, I would say most of the time, I think the only exception would be is if I go to a diner. Um, I mean, they pour that ripping hot coffee into those little like eight ounce cups that they give you. <laughs> Nothing um, better than when they come in and they go, hey, sweetie, and they're already pouring your coffee. <laughs> it's like you've only drank, you've drank like a third of it. And you, want, you want me to top you off? Yes, please. I, it's one of those things you can never say no to something like that. Well, no, they, they, you don't even ask for coffee. They just come in and just start pouring you up. Like, exactly. How you do, how you they don't even give you the option. You yeah, and then it's they great. come and to, top you off. <laughs> yeah, I would say I'm, I'm more prone to drinking iced coffee when it's cold as opposed to drinking hot coffee when it's warm. Um, so generally speaking, my iced coffee consumption lingers a little bit longer in the colder months than my, um, than my hot coffee does into the warmer months. But what, what about you? I, I mean, obviously this was already answered earlier. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I will die drinking hot coffee in the morning. I don't, I don't love, I mean, of course I can drink, you know, a good yeah. cup of iced coffee if I'm doing a road trip or something, but if I wake yeah. up, I need hot coffee. So I'm yeah. always drinking hot coffee in the morning. Um, if I go, if I'm going to a, a coffee shop in the afternoon though, and it's yeah, you know, it's hot out. It is hard to pass up a good refreshing drink. Like I like yesterday. a good cold brew. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? I hate cold brew. I do. Well, uh, I was just gonna say. So you you tend to you tend to uh, lean more towards hot coffee. I it's no secret amongst us that you have the much more defined uh, coffee palate between the two of us. I mean, I've I've gone on record. I prefer shitty coffee. Um, right. So that makes sense why I like the Grunge Bible podcast, the shitty yeah. cup of coffee. But... Which it is a shitty cup yeah, of coffee. Yeah, what, what do you have against cold brew? <laughs> it fucking sucks, dude. Oh. <laughs> so for me, Unbelievable. Like, it just, it, it like, I think it pulls out. It just has this weird, like, dead flavor aftertaste to me a lot. Like, mm-hmm. okay, so there's, there's iced coffee and then there's cold brew. You know, cold right. brew is made, it basically sits in overnight for 24 hours, like, you yeah. know in in cold water and then you can like like iced coffee you brew hot water over a bed of ice and it pulls out flavors differently so i like having like that or i make an espresso and put it in ice like something like that and you get i think you get better flavors with sorry you get better flavors extracted with hot water and the cold water it's for sweeter coffee but Mm -hmm. i don't think it i just don't ah. but cold brew is really good for making cocktails like mocktails yes. and stuff yeah so totally you can <laughs> yeah you can like make some really good drinks with cold brew so that's that's a good purpose i mean you can do that with iced coffee too but for some reason cold brew does a good job of mixing with liqueur and different you know different stuff yeah well um, this is uh, this is good to know i didn't i didn't know you were uh yeah. you were an opponent of the cold brew but yeah uh, it's the one thing i i you know i have to, i think i have to die on that hill i'm just like yeah 
That's fair. I, I respect that. I mean, I die on the soup hill, so you can die on the cold brew hill. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not one to, to throw stones at anyone else's stands that they take. Yeah. One editorial note, just because you brought up hockey earlier. Yeah. The other day I was, I was watching TV, and I, it was a 30 for 30 or one of the sports um, you know, documentary series. And the Colorado Avalanche Red Wing documentary of the brawl. Oh, the, like, the brawls they used to have in the 90s. They were electric <laughs> every time. Every time they would play, it was nuts. And it was like, and it was like the one hit, like you know, in 96 and then it led to the brawl in March 26. And it was like, it had Lemieux and, um, yeah, Claude the... Lemieux was going after, uh, and Patrick Waugh was in there. I think with, it was either Osgood or Hashik who, who was the Red yeah. Wings goalie at the time. And, and it was just, yeah. And, and like, and I was just watching, I was like, and cause you know, the world, um, the Stanley cup just finished up. So I was watching a bunch right. of hockey and stuff. Totally. And, that was it. and it was just great. I was just like, I don't know. I was loving watching the old film, like, you know, old, old hockey film is, you know, some of the best. That kind of stuff is electric. I mean, it doesn't happen anymore with like a line brawl where every player on the ice is squaring no. up with somebody else, which then begs they were the question. About the handshake after. How, yeah, exactly. You do it. So, so this, this begs the question, Ethan, which, uh, which grunge band would, uh, would hold their own the best in a hockey line brawl. So say somebody I mean, say, say two of the bands are playing and somebody steps across that line and hits someone up a little high with an elbow or takes, takes a cheap shot at the goalie. Um, which which group? Assuming the numbers are equal, obviously you would have to assume that um, you know everybody would have the same number of personnel on ice, so it's a fair fight. Yeah. Um, who do you think would have the upper hand? I mean, we've talked about this on yeah. on camera before. Do you think, like, do you think the addition of skates would have anything to do with it? Though <laughs> oh, I th- I think it has to be Soundgarden. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna, I'll do you one. I'll do you one better though. I believe that you know Ben Shepard w- would be the defenseman. Uh, yeah. He'd probably be laying down the hits and mm-hmm. and. Uh, I think that Kim would be the goalie and he'd, be, he'd only come out on those big brawls. But when he yeah. does come out, you know, like people are watching. Yeah. He's that guy you got to keep front. an eye on. You know, you don't yeah. know. He just kind of stands in that one spot and you don't know. You don't know what he's going to do. I would say Soundgarden, though. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't I don't think you can fuck with the Soundgarden on ice um, or on any surface for that matter. Who's going to who's going to skip the uh, the handshake at the end? Anybody anybody going to pass up and, and not want to be? I don't know. See, I think Soundgarden, they're, they're sportsmen, you know, that yeah. within, with, between the whistles uh, or, or before the game's over, you know, they're going to, they're going to kick ass and take names. But afterwards, I think they, they respect the game. Uh, they might not respect their adversaries, but uh, that that's not important. But yeah, I would, I would agree this, with that. This is the time of the year where like, you know, for me, sports is at a low, right? Yeah, Everything you don't like much, baseball that much. I don't, I don't like baseball. I mean, <laughs> I, I love, love baseball. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like baseball, but I'm not going to watch it at home. Like, right, which is fair. I know, think that's a critique most people have of the sport. Yeah, unless it's like October, you know, yeah. whatever. But there, this is the time where like you'll be at home and, and all of a sudden an old sports doc will come in. And, you, you know, sometimes you just it just hits you right and pulls you in enough. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you're like invested in those old stories. Yeah. And, good stuff it's like an old band that you thought you were sick of and then you hear the song on the radio uh which recently has kind of been happening to us ethan we've been on a big jackson brown kick um yeah. he's somebody we've we've known about him obviously forever uh how could you not um but it was kind of one of those things like oh that's that's jackson brown i kind of know what that's about and i don't know what it's been lately and it kind of ties in with what we're going to be talking about today with road trips and we have one that we have to plan uh surrounding the taylor hawkins tribute show uh, which we spoke about last week, but if you missed it, uh, Ethan and I were able to, by the grace of some higher power, secure tickets to the uh, the LA Forum show on September the 27th. Um, so I think we're going to be playing a little road trip situation, but I, I have to say this Jackson Brown revival thing we have going on is kind of tied into this. It's Yeah, it really is beautiful. Um, so we... Um are planning this road trip and we're going to do a little brainstorming on air. But yeah. what we want to do is, you know, kind of surround the concert with other concerts and one, and we were thinking, should we fly somewhere and then drive in? But Jackson Brown is playing at Red Rocks. Cause obviously we were like, should we go to Red Rocks to see a show and then drive yeah. over? And the only show that makes sense was like, it's Jackson Brown. So we started talking. I was like, and the tickets of course are like $650. Yeah, they're for Jackson so Brown. unbelievably expensive, which we scoffed so at, at initially. First, at first, we scoffed at, it. <laughs> at first we said, hell no. But then we started listening more and started, you know, reading more of the lyrics of Jackson Brown. <laughs> and now that's not that. I'm know, kind that of might, mulling it over now. <laughs> yeah, now I'm intrigued. I'm, that might not be that much. So, um, 
so yeah, Chris, I was I was looking and so if we go from Philadelphia to LA, that's right. that's the trip we're looking at. You know, yeah. basically, I think you might come over. That's about two thousand seven hundred miles. Yes, um, and then Denver is almost in the middle. It's about Philadelphia is about seventeen hundred miles away, and it's another thousand miles to LA. So that's a deceptively long stretch. You wouldn't think that it would be that far to LA from uh, from Colorado. Right, right. The U.S. is is bigger than it it's looks. A big, I guess. It's a big piece of land, <laughs> and um, yeah, so. So it looks like we've pretty much decided that the first leg, so we don't know exactly dates or how we're going to break it up, but we know the first leg is going to be flying because yes. Chris and I have done a lot of stuff on the east side of the U.S., so I think we we you know we got to fly through that. There's no yeah. reason to take our time driving. I think we just, we just jumpstart. I also, uh, the ability to put life on hold for what would probably be about three weeks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fuck the Grunge Bible podcast. We're going on a road trip. <laughs> Dude, I think we need to do a podcast like live on the road, like, and yeah. it'll be shitty audio. It'll from be really, the car. Yeah, from the car. It'll be it'll be what it is, but like yeah. that could be kind of cool. Be the first Grunge so, Bible vlog. So I think we've talked about this probably before, but um, that first leg is going to be flying. So, um, what is your what is your airline playlist look like, and what do you kind of do for music? What is your like just general travel for a flight that we're going to be doing? Yeah, I definitely. Um, you always have to have music ready. Um, so I used to. Um, I used to have to uh, download Spotify playlists because I didn't want to splurge with my data for the uh, for the access uh, off of Wi-Fi networks. But um, I do have an unlimited plan, so I just realized that there was no point in me doing that. I think it was more of a symbolic gesture than anything else. So, but now the problem is is because I'm so used to just being able to access anything at any time. Sometimes when I travel, I get caught slipping and I don't have the appropriate <laughs> volume of playlists and artists and albums downloaded. But um, there's there's not really at this point, I know we spoke about this, I think last year around this time, there's no, um, there's no rhyme or reason currently for the types of uh, music that I listen to when I fly. Um, it's pretty much just whatever has been uh, tickling my fancy at that point. Um, but I have to say, if, if it's a road trip, I think it's a totally different ball game. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a road trip music is is its own genre, in my opinion. And there's a lot of songs that you know, I could get away with hopping on a plane and listening to, but they might not cut it when when the rubber meets the road and you're, you're, you're riding down that highway. So what about yeah. you? Uh, for the flight, uh, for the flight aspect of it, I... In the same way, like I have my liked playlist. Yeah. All the songs that I like, they download. So I, at, at bare minimum, if I forget to download a new album, that playlist will be there, which are the songs that I apparently liked at some point. So I should be okay with it. <laughs> um, yeah, because you're not a playlist person. You're just, you just like stuff. I just so you like You never stuff. know what you're going to get. No. So this is, I only make playlists in very special like scenarios, which we're going to talk about because I, I did start making a, Taylor Hawkins tribute concert playlist because we're totally. going to be in the road together and it's songs that I want to listen to with you and Connor Andy who will also be joining us. Um, but yeah, so son, son of top level patron Doug Andy, son of top important level. to mention. And shout out to Doug Andy because Doug actually sponsored Connor's ticket. It was an actually okay. Top top level patron Doug Andy is actually trying to go to the Wembley. He's doing some work over in no Europe. No kidding. And yeah, and he's trying to, he's, he's like probably going to be over there during the time of the, the first tribute and he's going to like do everything he can to go there. And I would not, I will not put it past him to, I wouldn't count to out, procure some tickets. I would not count either. out yeah. Doug Endy, but I yeah, mean, you're, is, you're right. Talk about the, the showmanship. We talk, of, yeah. we, we talk about buying, you know, two tickets at once, you know, Doug always buys four. We'll get we'll get texts all the time. Be like, hey, I have like four tickets to the Foo Fighters. Like that was like the the first like few times I saw them. That was basically how it happened. He's like, I have like four tickets. Do you want to go? And then like he's like, I have four tickets to Lumineers. I can't go. I bought them like a year ago, and you right. can't resell them. Um, and that's how this show is too. I don't think you can like. You basically, you I know, think it's it's through verified fan transfer yeah. where you can't mark them up at all, which I think is really good because if people missed out mm-hmm. and if by circumstance someone can't make it, um, it would suck for people to have to pay three, four, five thousand dollars to go to this fucking thing. Um yeah. I, that's not in the spirit of what it's about. I don't think that's in the spirit of what any show is about. So I'm right. glad that there's some sort of check and balance on that. Yeah. But he's offloaded a bunch of tickets to us. Like he's, yeah. just, he's like, here you go. And which is which is incredible. That's so, honorable. Yeah, very. Um anyway, so we'll just I, I like I like 
listen to uh, Pink Floyd when I'm in the air, though. I find Pink Floyd and, okay. and believe it or not, Bob Dylan. I have uh, like really, some, yeah. I just had like it was one of those like uh, when I first started traveling at Pittsburgh. Like it was one. Yeah, of the only, we were heavy into Dylan at the time. I just yeah, we had. I just had the music on my and you know on my phone, and I, that's yeah. what I listened to. Um, so car rides though what are let's let's go through this because we're probably it looks like there's a possibility we fly to phoenix and do like there's some national there's more you know natural beauty down there that we could access a little bit easier which we still may if we go to denver Mm -hmm. um but it looks like we might be flying into denver there's more concerts around that time yeah because i know front bottoms are going to be in boulder colorado and then obviously our savior jackson brown yeah. will be at red they're the rocks same, they're the same night on sunday night so oh, we'd have fuck. we'd have to pick one and then so this <laughs> that's a hard choice <laughs> it's hard so we we we'd either see one of those and then we'd have promptly 24 hours to drive and get to cuz we'd have all a monday i guess a little right. bit more than We'd have all of Monday. So that's a pretty easy, I think that'd be a pretty easy go, Yeah, right? I think that would be doable. A thousand miles and... A thousand miles in a day, three drivers, you just spell each other as the day goes on. I think that's doable. Pretty easy. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So we'll probably be... That's like... How, how long is that in the car? I actually want to look at that. A thousand miles? I mean, that's a considerable amount of time. I mean, that's... Uh, I'd say a thousand miles is probably 17, 16 or seventeen hours. If I were to say, fifteen, uh, based off fifteen of, hours, fifteen hours. Yep, my 15, my road my compass is, is not correct. broken after all these years. I've been on the road, but um, yeah. I mean, we definitely have the options because I'm not very concerned. Um, so as we were talking about earlier, we want to go to the show on Tuesday night, the tribute concert, enjoy that, and then hopefully later in that week, uh, last couple of days of September, we want to bookend another show. Um, so in Pete, Los Angeles, and uh, I know Pete Friday. Petey's opening for Manchester Orchestra on Friday, which I think is the thirtieth of September. But also, you know, it'd be cool. It'd be cool to find like a small, small LA show. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, maybe we just find a venue that people like. I always like going to you know specific venues. Yeah, like venues just, where there's always music. So we know? just we just find a venue that's like you know pretty trusted. So it, this is. So we're doing this live brainstorm so that if you guys have good suggestions, if you know anything yeah. around the end of September. Or if you live in any of these areas and you have some suggestions or meet up at a show or something like that. I mean, that's uh, we're really done open. it before. We'll do it again. We are really open for anything. And this will be the, this is Grunge Bible on the road, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, it's important. So what, Chris, what is your, like, when you start a road trip, how do you, how do you go about a road trip? And I can go first if you want. So you kind of set up like. Yeah, I definitely think we have the same strategy when it comes to starting it. Um, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta start driving. If you have a long way to go, you have to start driving before the sun comes up. Yeah, because as we like to say, those are free hours. Uh, those those hours don't mean anything. They don't impact your your level of awakeness or your energy levels because you're excited. Um, but I, I like to. I don't like to get up. I'm not making breakfast before I leave. If I'm leaving at four or five in the morning, I'll just I'll grab a I'll grab a cold brew coffee, Ethan, and uh, and I'll hit the road. <laughs> um, and and usually it's it's one of the two things. Um, you either have to drive until you're hungry, or you drive until someone has to pee. Um, so I, I try to um, strategically dehydrate myself is, enough. You drive until the gas is gone, dude. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's the thing because there have been times uh, I've I've been a little bit of a novice um, and I've tried to be very well hydrated because I like being hydrated. It's not easy, obviously. Um, you know, I'd like to see you try if you think it's easy. But the problem is when you're well hydrated, you have to stop often and that ruins mm-hmm. the momentum. You, you got to stop the music. You got to get out. It's going to be sweaty Ugh. outside. It's just, it's a whole mess. It's, it's a big old mess. So um strategic dehydration is my uh, my name of the game and uh, the coffee obviously helps with that a little bit um but um yeah that's that's usually how i kind of get things going the music is a must i i don't like i'm not a driving and podcast listening person mm. i don't like to do that really um, sometimes i've i've taken okay. a couple of road trips and the the, the my my co-pilots have enjoyed podcasts uh, while driving so i've i've engaged in it it's fine but i like i like music sometimes and then Back before I had the ability to hook up a phone and before I had a good CD collection, sometimes driving in the summertime across the United States, I would try to find uh, find a broadcast of a random baseball game that's going on. That's oh, saved my yeah. butt a couple of times. You just check in and see how the like Chicago White Sox are doing or something, you know? Yeah, that's probably the best 
chance you have to get me to listen to some baseball. I would lo- I love yeah. that. Oh, it's good. The open road and, it, and it's but, nice uh, to check in with the local. Sporting yeah. events on the road is tough to beat i think yeah listen i enjoy it like i i love listening to baseball on the radio i think i like it i might like it more than i what like watching it on television yeah, yeah i mean it makes that makes sense to me yeah, yeah. i would say you know you, you have it's the radio so much, going in a nice has the cold right beer pace. but you can't do that while you're driving obviously so it, you can in mississippi it's illegal is it yeah yeah you can't be over the limit you know but you're allowed to drink you and can, drive you, you can have a road soda in mississippi you, yeah you can you can have that first beer <laughs> No, no shit. <laughs> you can have that first beer. That sounds beer. wholly irresponsible. <laughs> well, I mean, as long as you're not over the limit, I mean, that's. I mean, if you're over the limit, that's why I think that's why they made the limit, you know. But I, I don't know. I'm just I saying. don't know. <laughs> I was just I was told that once because we were driving through Mississippi and someone's like, "All right." Well, was your was your source for this reliable? <laughs> it was Jacob. Yeah, it's oh, pretty reliable. I don't know. Hopefully, <laughs> I might have to look into this. Yeah, we'll fact check it at the end. But yeah, we're gonna um, on my on my best days when I've I've done I've done the drive from Birmingham to Pennsylvania in one one day one go, which is yeah, you know, by the as the crow flies. 12 13 hours but with stops and everything it's going to be 14 totally and i've done it in one day and to do that you need proper preparation so at my best i go to bed and i have a cooler packed with drinks yeah I'll, you know I'll, I'll make my bed I mean, you know usually like if i can tidy the kitchen and stuff like mm-hmm. i feel really good getting up and going so and i'll try to have like i'll, bought my, I'll buy a red bull the night before i'll fill the gap you got to have a full tank in the like yeah the night before like you when can't I, when be I stopping leave, when I leave my driveway, I'm, I want to hit like, you know, 200 miles like without, without Yeah, before question. you get out of that car. That's yeah. the thing. You have to set yourself up in a position where the only thing you have to do in the morning is turn that key in the ignition. Yep. I even like, yeah, exactly. Even like I'll, I'll almost do everything I can to pre-make my coffee, you know, like get it all set up. Maybe I'll even, if I, you know, I'll get a breakfast sandwich like set up so I don't need to do anything in the morning or yeah. a smoothie. A smoothie is what I do. I'll, Smoothie's very I'll, good. I'll make the smoothie. Yeah. So all you got to do is like press it down and go. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I get, you know, I got my smoothie, my coffee, full tank of gas, half pack of cigarettes and we're good. And some sunglasses. <laughs> and some sunglasses. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and then yeah, five o'clock is like the perfect, usually five o'clock is like the perfect time to leave, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, the I would earlier say so. the better, but like it can be it can be earlier. Is, but I think like I mean, I try to be, leave you by gotta, five. Yeah, then you got to Yeah, you got to be leaving the leaving the driveway at five. Yeah, I think um, my favorite thing too, because um, I, so I, I went to college in Iowa, and uh, I live in Rhode Island. I grew up in Rhode Island, so during the summertime, I would I would drive back and forth um, to go and visit home, and that was like a it was like a fourteen hundred mile trip. So it was like. It's like 22 hours, 21 hours, which was a little too much to do in one day. So I'd usually stop to either visit friends or just grab a hotel on the side of the road. And my my plan was always to get the lion's share done in one day. So try to do 16 or 17. But if you leave early enough and you're driving solo and you're just grabbing a hotel, it feels so good. You leave early, you get a solid 13, 14, 15 hours in, but then you pull in and it's like, it's like six or seven p.m. and you you've gifted yourself the entire night to do whatever you want because yes. you're on no one's time but your own and you know the drive the next day is is a lot easier because you've only left yourself five or six hours and um, I think that's important. It's this is very much one of those things where preparation counts and preparation matters, which I think is why we're you know you and I you much less so than I am. Uh, neither of us are big planners of, of many things we just kind of let things go but this is going to be one of those trips uh out to this this tribute show where if yeah. we if we have a good plan and we could just go ahead poa uh, yeah a nice plan of attack that's true very very true we're gonna have to make one of those yeah i mean for some reason yeah i'm i, I for some reason i love planning like the road trip and trying to be really oh, a, so i, I guess i lied about that yeah. i'm a liar just, just yeah like this stuff specifically like yeah if i can get excited about it and have like like something about being efficient you know what i mean like i don't stop unless i gotta like you know gas grease like we stop at one stop shop you know yep. and try and you know it's like a pit crew you know exactly um uh, yeah i was gonna say one other thing oh yeah what do you what do you what do you go to on the road? Let's talk about vices. <laughs> so, oh man, are you a sunflower seed guy, a cigarette guy, a nicotine? You know, nicotine. What are, what are we doing on the road to keep us awake? If you right, need, so, if you so need to, if it's getting dark and you're at, you're at hour ten, 
Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it happens before this, obviously. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Maybe the first thing you do when you get in there is, is light up that dart. No. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I love to explain my strategy here. So um, generally speaking, uh, I don't I, I, I don't really try to eat sweets normally. I, I don't drink soda normally. Um, but on the, on the road trip, sometimes I'll help myself to like a, like a Coke zero or something that, that helps. Um, I'll also indulge here and there in, in like a candy bar. You know, I think you have to have some of those, but in terms of the, uh, the big guns, when the coffee's not doing it, um, I don't smoke cigarettes, um, period. I, I don't smoke them in the car. Clearly. Um, I don't like sunflower seeds. They're too much of a mess. Mm. Um, but you know, we all do have certain things that we need to do. And, um, I have been known to resort to, um, uh, to the uh, to the nicotine, not the tobacco, just the nicotine, the Zins, the uh, whatever other brands. Um, just those, just Zin, yeah. yeah, those have been helpful. So I, I think that's um, that's where I am. I've uh, that strategy and and, and what I've used new. for that has progressed over time thanks to different breakthroughs in science, such as Zin. Um, <laughs> I've I've been able to to clean that product up a little better. But you know, I I don't. I'm not a user of any of those things really uh, from day to day. A so. lot of us are smokers. Chris. Yeah, that's the thing. But when it comes down to it, when you're on the road, I mean, you have to, you got to, yeah. you got to do something. What, what about you? I, I feel like we might be similar on 100%. some of those levels. Yeah, hundred percent. So, um, yeah, I, I, I love cracking the windows. Obviously, they keep you up. Turn up yeah. the music. Uh, I'm a big sunflower seed guy. I think crunchy is the way to go. So, like corn nuts, okay. sunflower seeds. Yep. Um, Something that you know, I mean, chips are chips are fine. Yeah. Um, I do I do like Red Bull. I usually get an eight ounce Red Bull. Okay, I, I like Bang personally. I'll use a Bang yeah. from time to or Bang Celsius. Had, I, mean, I mean, an eight ounce Red Bull has like only eighty milligrams of yeah. or something like that, and which is good because like, you don't need do three hundred megs of caffeine to sit behind the wheel of a bang. car. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> I know. That's a bang. Trust me, I've been there. <laughs> well, I I go with the the lower can because if I get it, you know, if you get a sixteen ounce can, you're gonna drink sixteen ounces and then one, you're gonna have to pee faster, and then two, it's just you know, it's just a lot yeah, more. You're, you're gonna be you're gonna be all jacked yeah, up for yeah, the ride. That's exactly. no good. So I usually I love I love a good eight ounce Red Bull, but uh, but yeah, when it comes to um, I I like the snus pouches a little bit. The, yep. You know the Camel snus and uh, but and also the Zin when needed and and for some reason I don't I don't use them a ton, but when I'm out on if I'm playing disc golf or if I'm doing a road trip. It's customary to uh, to have something to to do, and it's so funny. When I was younger, like, I remember asking people, like I had a couple of roommates that dipped a ton. I was like, "Why do you do this?" Yeah, and they're just like, "I don't know. I get bored. It gives me something to do." And I never really understood that until like you're on the road for ten hours or something, and you know you yeah. need something to do, and you don't you're all out of sunflower seeds, or you don't like sunflower seeds, and, right? You know, it gives you something to do, and yeah, kind of weird. But for some reason, the road and or manual labor stuff like that really brings that out so yeah no i, I identify with that too yeah. and because i was the kid in class that was always kind of like clicking the pen like i need to do something i need to have some sort of occupation aside from keeping my hands on the wheel which obviously you'd like to be doing while you're driving um so i i, I totally feel that um and, and, you know I, it's one of those things that um i do have to say if i have a co-pilot the frequency with which i resort to these um these different things uh is impacted. You know, if I have someone with me, I, I might not do any of these things because you have someone to talk to. Uh, but if you're alone, you know, there's only so many friends you can call. Uh, and I know right. we're large proponents right. of that the phone lines open up when we hit up, when we head out onto the road. And that's another reason I love road trips and I like to drive because it forces, I do three things. I do. I like podcasts. Yep. Um, like usually just by my normal, like routine, I don't really go, I don't really search for more yeah. Unless I have done did that before I left. Yeah. Sometimes like, I'm not you'll gonna bank be on the though. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll listen to that and I'll go to music and then I'll I like uh calling people a ton. That's always a really good option. Catching yeah. up with people. It's free. I time. feel like you have better conversations too. Oh um, yeah. The thing is you gotta catch that person at the right time too, because yes. if, you know, you're like, Hey, I got eight hours. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Like I have I have three minutes. <laughs> but the nice part is you can be like call me back like call I, me back I in six hours i'll still I, be yeah. here <laughs> there's no excuses i'm driving for the next three days <laughs> <laughs> i have to say on the rare occasions that it's happened one of the greatest feelings in in this department is mm. you're on the road and one of your best friends is also on the road yes. and this has happened to us a few times where yeah. we're both on the road and um 
yeah, those like conversations they just they just seem to matter a little bit more. I don't know. It's hard hard to explain. Some some like we're we're totally those people that the road and and the open road and traveling that's that's important to us. It, it kind of impacts us in a little, little way, as I think it does a lot of people. Um, so you just kind of you, you kind of think bigger when you're out there. Yeah, I think um, speaking on that, every time I get on the road and I'm driving and I'm going from city to city state to state and I'm kind of you know crossing lines and, and you're thinking about it. usually it's usually it comes at the end of a season I mean I guess there's a lot of like traveling but usually like this time of year going to and from college type, it's always a lot like to unpack it's always yeah it's always the time when your mind is racing the most you're always thinking about the most what's next you know what just happened and and dude yeah it's like it's always such a good time to really let your because when you're on a I feel like when I'm on a plane I don't do it as much no, because you're just trying to get to the. And I you're think a passive it, participant in, in yes, what's passive, going on. Exactly. <laughs> just like my old, our, our old coach said, like if, you know, let somebody else drive because you know it's stimulus you don't realize. Yeah. Because so when you're driving, you're thinking, cost. and you have to like. So I think it, you're so much more engaged with your mind while you're driving. Because yep. if you're a passenger, you may nod off, but you can't right. do that when you're driving. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, I would I would agree with that 100%. And um, I definitely have a feeling we're going to employ all of these. And I'm excited to build this playlist um, yeah, you know, so, as, as, with our eyes towards this, because there's always, um, I can think back to specific road trips that I've had uh, you know, over the years, and I can remember a song or two pretty much from every single one of them. And it's kind of that weird intersection with, you know, we already kind of feel like we, you know, things kind of line up. They make a little more sense when you're traveling, especially if you can share it with other people. And uh, I'm really excited for this, uh, for this list to come to fruition. It's interesting that, you know, when you want people to listen to music or you're in a certain setting, just like we, we just talked about, you have a lot more time to listen. I mean, uh, talk to people, but now when we show songs like you can, you know, it's like, well, you know, if this song's a dud, you know, it's only four minutes out of this 15 hours. So yeah, this is, you see have it, more time to be through. open to those things and, and to yeah. share them because how many times, for example, one of your friends, like I know people, people will send me songs or people will send me TikToks or YouTube videos to watch. I'm like, like, I don't, I don't have time for this right now. Like, let me, let me cherry pick the chorus and then get on with my day. Uh, but when you're out there, I mean, I've got an album recommendation. Be like, all right, like no problem. this is only, there's only 7% of the time I'm going to be sitting in this car today. Let, just let it rip. It's only an hour. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think we'll be probably do we will probably do the album front to back um, you know, of a lot of the Foo Fighters. I put yeah. so the so the so the playlist right now is at about 2 hours. So pretty okay. modest. I'm just kind of cherry picking as as like I'm listening. I'm like, "Oh, this will be a good song to listen to Chris. This would be a good one." This would be a good road. one. Yeah. Put down a lot of like a lot of the Foo are on there. Um Doctor My Eyes, of course, running on empty. Yep. You know, The Road by Jackson Brown, some very important um titles. Yeah. I think also it affects us Tom a lot Petty's because great so much guy. has been written about the road. And I mean there have been artists that have forged their entire careers on that concept. And I know as a big Bruce Springsteen fan, a lot of his music is about that. And uh, you know, he's inspired so many people that there's a lot of other artists that have um you know, have, have kind of carried that torch. Um, you know, I think of the Wonder Years, for example. They have a lot of songs about this type of stuff. I was, yeah, I was yeah, going to comment. Passing through say, a screen door. Yeah. I mean, that, that one comes to mind immediately. I was going to say that the, the emo rock is going to make a... Yeah. Because a, we, we love probably, that genre. Yeah, and I was going to say, it's probably not a, like, surprise to us. but It, should, it, it shouldn't be. It yeah. shouldn't be, but I think that like when we get in the car and we like we start rocking out, like it, it, it always does something for me when, when I'm on the road. Oh, to totally. Good, yeah, I mean, you've got rock. the Menzingers, Modern Baseball, Title Fight, The Wonder Years. I mean, there's there's so many good acts out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, you know, they, just, they, just, they just hit different. They have no business going that hard on the road, but they do. <laughs> they do it for us, Ethan. They do it for us, yeah. It's going to be... It's gonna be fun. So, uh, what bands? What bands do you need to hear on the on the road? Ah, man, I think there's there's some non negotiables for me. I need to hear some Credence. I need to yep. hear some Bob Seger. Um, pretty much any any shit Classic like that. I, I need to hear some Eagles. Yeah, I was gonna say the Eagles is a great yeah great um road trip band for sure. Yeah, 
I yeah, also, classic, I mean, there's the classic rock has a, if you will, a stranglehold on the. Uh, <laughs> oh, the I see what you did there. <laughs> if I'm not, if I don't hear stranglehold at least three times throughout that 15 hour drive, then what the fuck? That is the only good thing that Ted Nugent has ever done with his life, in my opinion, is that we'll probably, song stranglehold. We'll probably listen to the most Judas Priest we've ever listened to. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're definitely going to. Uh, we're going to reach. I also need to hear some Sublime, to be honest. Oh, I yeah. like Sublime on the road. Um, Stone Temple Pilots are very, very good oh, for the yes. road as well, I think. Um, I also have a Pearl really Jam big soft really spot for the road, Pearl obviously. Jam. I have a soft spot for Dookie, the Green Bay, uh, not Green Bay, the Green Day album. <laughs> I think that one sounds oh, great nice. on the road. Longview, for example, when yeah. you're ripping down the highway. Um, I mean, uh, no surprise, a lot of these songs have the common, other, you know, they're high tempo, and they just kind of, they kind of make sense out there. Um, but... I'm I'm really I really really get fired up over stuff like this. Uh, Steely Dan definitely needs to be out oh, there, dude. A lot of yeah. stuff. Are we gonna, Chris? Are we gonna do the dead? Are we gonna get into some jam bands? Now this is like, this is important because I think I think we might have to. At the very least, I we think we have to, one to do show the American a, Beauty album or 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 a the live show. The Working Man's Dead. Yeah, yeah. I think there's. I mean, for like you if have we do a live show. We'll have like two stuff. hours left at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll be speaking in tongues by the end of it, having been impacted by the Grateful Dead. Um, I think. I think we have to, and maybe that's the proper venue for us to uh, uh, to to get into it. The proper setting, you know, cruising through the American Southwest. I'm totally in. Um, the question is, we've we've discussed this on air too. Are we going to go the dead fish? It's got, I think it's got to be the dead. Um, yeah. And and kind of talking about this, the one thing that continues to make me excited about this trip is, you know, one, I get to share it with people that are very important to me. Number two, um, I get to go to a concert that is going to be. Uh, it's hard to explain what it's going to be. Um, and even after the fact, I think it's going to be even harder. But number three, in terms of shows, music, and just different activities and things that we could do, there's no shortage of opportunity. Um, you know, we could we could construct this trip in about 20 different ways and all 20 of them will, will right. have their own merits and they'll be exciting. And, and I just, I kind of get excited thinking about it. And, uh, you know, it's already, it's already the middle of July. Uh, this episode's coming out on the 11th and, uh, before we know it, uh, it'll be here and I'm excited. So let me pull up the, uh, the other bands that'll be on the bill. All right. So looking at the list, we have Stuart Copeland. Oh, Miley Cyrus. We have to see Miley. Then we can check her off our list. That'll be good. Oh, I'm excited for that one. You're probably more excited for uh, Joshua Homie will be there. Uh, I, like, Joan... I, I like him as, 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 as we've spoken about, so that's yeah. going to be good. Chris Cheney, Joan Jett, Elaine Morset, um, sorry, Alanis, Alanis Morset, Elaine Johannes, uh, John Paul Jones, let's see, Getty Lee. Chad Smith, Nikki Six. Nikki Six is finally. I'm gonna get G- to see him. Gene Simmons, Roger Taylor, Rufus Taylor, uh, Wolfgang Van Halen, Brad Wilk, Pat Wilson, Nancy Wilson. A special appearance by Chevy Metal, and plus more will be announced. So. I think the thing I'm excited about, similar to the Chris Cornell tribute that happened, is it's it's going to be interesting to see how all of these uh, individuals and musicians. Uh, kind of work together and, and who's going to be doing what and for what songs. Um, I assume it's going to be a lot, you know, it's going to be Foo Fighters covers. It's going to be, uh, I'm, I'm sure Alanis might do some of her stuff because Taylor played with her. Um, but it's, it's going to be really interesting. Um, similar to that Chris Cornell show in the sense that, you know, you don't know who's going to be taking vocals for this or who's going to come out for this song and, and how they're going to structure it. But, um, the thing I'm interested, so this is going to be the second one. The uh, the Wembley one is coming first, I think, at the beginning of September. So I wonder how similar or how different these shows are right. going to be. Yeah, I was wondering that too. I mean, yeah. it's about a you know tw- about three a, weeks difference. Yeah, I think it's about three weeks apart. I think the fourth and the twenty seventh, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So, I think the third, um, and there yeah. there is going to be some overlap with who who will be at what. But mm-hmm. I know there's some that are specific to the Los Angeles show, just as there are some that are specific to the London show. So it's going to be really interesting to see. And I think um, that'll play a big role in the nights. Is like one is in L.A. Yeah, and one's in London. So they're going to have a totally different feel, and I'm sure the the people will be emotional in different ways because yeah. of it, um, which will be pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. And uh, we'll be smack dab in the middle of a very, very important road trip and journey together and, and amongst friends. And I'm really, really looking forward to that. So 
Um, can't wait to build out this playlist, get these itineraries set up, hopefully buy some concert tickets for before and after and just, just let it that's rip. The, yeah, that's going to be the hardest decision is when do we want to front load the trip and finish yeah. with the Foo Fighters or do we want to put the Foo Fighters in the minute, hang out there a little bit afterwards, kind of soak it in or yeah. we want to start with it. I kind of, I like the buildup. Like I definitely want to like do something before. Yeah, I think so too. Um, so just do both. Fuck it. And then, yeah. And then we're clearly once we decide to come home we're just flying straight home and there's no there's no road trip on the way back <laughs> no there will i want not the be. anticipation not yes, the uh there will the be dread no, of, no 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 driving of motor vehicles back east across thousands of miles of the united states of america not this time not this time no way well i'm looking forward to that and um as as we move closer and closer to the end of this episode i have one very important announcement, and it pains me to say that I think this may be one of the final Jerry Cantrell Brighton Tour <laughs> check-ins that we have. So uh, we're recording for this now, on the 7th now. of July, and as it stands, there are three shows left on the Brighton Tour. Um, July 7th, um, by the time this comes out, that'll be in the past, but uh, London, they're playing London, and then the 10th and 11th of July, and the 11th is the release date of this episode, back-to-back nights in Tel Aviv. Um, so as oh. it stands, this episode is coming out on the final scheduled <laughs> date of the Jerry Cantrell Brighton tour. So it hasn't happened yet, but yeah. I know that he rocked it. Yeah, I know I'm it. sure like, like London hasn't happened yet, but by the time this comes out, he'll have rocked the fuck out of London. I know we have some people that we, that are based out there that are, that are, will be attending that. I'm looking forward to seeing what that's like. And, um, those last two shows in Tel Aviv before they pack it on up, um, I'm kind of kind of emotional about this. Yeah, I'm not ready for it to be done. It's no, like, me either. <laughs> it's like your favorite album. It's coming to an end, and you just want to. You just gonna have to click yeah. repeat. Or, or it's like uh, like when you're when you're reading a book or watching a movie that's really really impacted you. You don't want you don't yeah. want to close that last page because then that weird feeling you get when it's done. Yeah, it's like at the end of the Where the Red Fern Grows, and it's just like <laughs> you get you're. It's kind of close. There's too much closure involved. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the end of Goodwill Hunting when they go to check up on him, but he's gone and he's driving out to California. Um, yeah. you, don't, you just don't know how to feel. I feel like I'm 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 mourning the loss of something that uh, that is no longer mine, and it's it's grown up now, and it's out into the world and into the hearts and minds of many. Hopefully, Jerry, you know, Jerry's going to come back and tour. Um, I hope so. With maybe another album at some point. I need something. This can't yeah. be the end. I'm sure. I'm sure another Jerry Cantrell solo album will be coming. But there is the Alice tour uh, later this summer, and uh, I'm looking forward to. They have a date mm-hmm. in October near me, and I'm looking forward to hopefully uh, one attending that, and two uh, doing a grunge bible sort of scenario there, and get 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 the uh, Northeast contingent over to. Uh, Mansfield, Massachusetts for that, hoping for that. But um, Ethan, it's been a pleasure following the Brighton tour with you. It's one of my favorite um, aspects of the past five weeks that we've yeah. had talking about. It's been a long longer. time. Yeah, we saw him in April. Easter. We're, we're, saw... Both, we're both vets of the Brighton tour. We were there. <laughs> we were there, man. Almost, almost wasn't, you know. He almost yeah. was sniffed out by the, uh, the COVID, but he he, he prevailed some, he some nights. Sometimes that's what you have to do, so... Uh, once again, it's been a pleasure doing that. And as uh, we get ready to close this episode, if you're still with us, uh, thank you for checking in uh, today and at any other points that you have. We hope you'll stay with us. Um, by now, you know all of the avenues through which you can support us. And additionally, we would like to thank our producer, Drew McFadden, um, for his work on this episode. I know last week I fucked up with my audio, but Drew, the wizard that he is, was able to get the episode done anyways and um, out into the world. So thank you, Drew. And just fuck gotta, you. Just got to roll with those punches. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Drew can fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> As we like to say. But yeah, thanks again for listening. Uh, that means uh, as much as anything to us, you know? I mean, yeah. the support is really... It's what it's all we strive, off, strive on, you know? It's all we have. It's really um, all we have. We don't have much. We don't have much. So no. last part, we have the songs of the week. Song songs of the of week. The week. Um, I can go I, first. I would like you to go first. Mine's kind of mine's kind of random. Uh, okay. Like I, I just get a little anecdote music experience I had in the in the beginning of this week. I was uh, it was late and I went to watch something on TV, but it was too late to start a movie, which made me mad. Oh, yeah. And I really didn't have the you know the energy to pay attention to much 
of a TV show either. So I had to go to YouTube and I was, you know, I looked up, I usually go to like watch some disc golf or, you know, something with music and yeah. something that came up were Steve-O and Mike Tyson podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was when, it was the story of when Wu-Tang almost killed Steve-O on stage. And so I watched a video and Steve-O literally back when Old Dirty, Old Dirty Bastard died, ODP, one of the original members of Wu-Tang in like 04 and they had a tribute or 06 and they had a tribute concert for him and steve-o then this is crazy hearing this steve-o was obviously on drugs and very you know drunk or whatever and he was on stage he, he talked to method man and asked him if he could do a tribute for odp and he wanted to do a naked backflip on stage one where he he you know tucks himself in and does a backflip he called it a double back backflip and there's literally video of him getting on stage in front of a crowd and all of the Wu-Tang clan getting naked, saying it's a tribute and doing a backflip. And then one of the members, Raekwon, like grabbed Steve and was just like, you better apologize or I'm going to kill you. Like, I'm going to beat you up in front of everybody. And oh Steve was like, Steve was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And there's, there's video online. And it was, it just blew my mind. I was like, this actually happened. I was like, Steve almost died on stage trying to do a tribute. So anyway, so then I, I started looking up some Wu-Tang and some, you know, ODP stuff. And one of his, you know, his biggest songs is, is the Brooklyn Zoo. And, uh, you know, he was, a, you know, a very unique rapper. He was pretty incredible. And he had, yeah. like, a really unique style. So my song is Brooklyn Zoo by ODP, Old Dirty Bastard of the Wu-Tang Clan. And uh, it's just a good 90s, uh, you know, 90s rap. Just, you know, it's just great. That's and great. the story that went along with it, like I said, it just blew my mind that this stuff Happened. It sounds like a very profound experience that you've had because yeah, I'm I was completely like unable to relate to it right now. <laughs> I was just laying on the couch and I was like, no shit. <laughs> yes. I was like, it's like, no, no fucking shit. way. <laughs> but then like all of a sudden, so then I got into some more of the 90s hot, uh, hip hop and, and oh, yeah. I was like watching a bunch of old videos. So that was kind of cool. Like I kind of entered into something I had somewhere yeah. I haven't been in a while. Definitely. Um, I love so 90s it was pretty hip-hop. sweet. Oh, so yeah, exactly. But it's so cool to see just how grunge interacts, like, and how people obviously do stuff like, I mean, rap and hip hop are even more connected. And that scene and, and the, the, the coasts, the East and West Coast hip hop scenes and stuff. So I got into that for a little bit and it was, it was pretty good. It was a good rabbit hole for, luckily I didn't, I didn't get, you know, I wasn't up till 3 a.m. or anything I like know, that. I would have to rescue out, you. Yeah, yeah. So luckily it wasn't that bad, but it was like, it was pretty fun. So you're up. <laughs> I am up. And uh, Ethan, I'm, I'm very, um, I, I appreciate that, uh, that anecdote right there, that soliloquy, but I'm surprised at your song of the week selection. And uh, I wanted you to go first because I didn't want to steal your song of the week from you. Yeah. Um, Did you think now, that was going to be uh, from our, from I our new was, Lord I, and Savior? I thought it was either going to be Doctor My Eyes or Running on Empty by <laughs> Jackson Brown. And um it's hard for me to pick uh, between those two. I, hey, I am we going. We can do both. You know what? Fuck it. We're doing yeah. both of them. Yeah, yeah. I say we can do both. Yeah, we're 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 both going to co-sponsor Doctor My Eyes and Running on Empty by Jackson Brown. Um, I mean, Doctor My Eyes. I mean, was, was I unwise <laughs> to keep them open for so long? <laughs> it's just uh, you know, it's it's hard to answer. And and Running on Empty. I don't know when that road turned on to the the road that I'm on. And I, I love think that line. That yes. song. I remember we went through a phase. At some point in our lives, I think maybe during college, where that was almost like a into the flood again situation with us, where we used to message ourselves, message one another back and forth that we were run on an empty uh, whenever we were a little tired. And um, definitely that one, that one strikes deeply with me right now because I am most certainly running on empty, uh, trying to pick up the uh, the shambles from 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 the past uh, events of my life recently. They've all been good, but you know, you just you get tired and. You got You still have to do stuff. You still have to record podcasts. You still have to lift. You still have to see friends. You still have to work. Um, you're running yeah. on empty sometimes. And um, I mean, just the first, the first. I mean, the first any verse really, but any of them. Looking out at the road, rushing under my wheels. Looking back at the years gone by, like so many summer fields. Sixty-five. I was seventeen, and running up one hundred and one. I don't know where I'm running now. I'm just running on. He was, he was, he still is. He's such a fucking talented lyricist. And, um, the song that he has these days, which, um, 
I believe Nico originally recorded it or, or, or officially released it, but uh, Jackson Brown went on to do one. Greg Allman recorded it. He wrote he wrote the song These Days when he was 16, and it's got the lyric that says, don't confront me with my failures. I have not forgotten them. Like for someone at the age of 16 to be writing that, and there's a great interview that he did once um, where somebody asked him that question, like where, where did that come from at 16? And he was like, well, you have to realize when I was 16, the musicians that I was listening to, I mean, I was listening to Dylan where it's like, you know, don't cry, mom, only bleeding. And, you know, for me, that wasn't, that wasn't an anomaly to, to write about things like that and to think in, in ways like that. And, you know, to put pen to paper and, and write something like that at 16, it's mind boggling to me, but for him to be in that space where you know, that's just kind of where his mind was. And, um, I mean, especially, yeah. I mean, those two, doctor, my eyes these days run on empty. I mean, they're all, they- I mean, he has a song called The Road that... Yeah. I don't want to... I mean, you know... Actually, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to read his yeah, first... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read... It's like a poem, dude. Yeah, let's do he, it. And like, it's just... Uh, just good. So this is The Road by Jackson Brown. This is the first... His first stanza. Highways and dance halls. A good song takes you far. You, you write about the moon and you dream about the stars. Blues in old motel rooms. Girls in daddy's car. You sing about the nights and you laugh about the scars. Coffee in the morning, cocaine afternoons. You talk about the weather, and you grin about the rooms. Phone calls, long distance, to tell, you, to tell how you've been. Forget about the losses, you exaggerate the wins. And then the chorus is, and when you stop to let them know, you got it down. It's just another town along the road. And Fuck. I, I just love it, dude. It's just, it's just poetic. It's just really good. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, uh, it's all good. It's, just, it's all good. I mean, I'm, thinking, song, I'm thinking about the loadout now far. too, which is, yeah. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable because when that morning sun comes beating down, you're going to wake up in your town, but we'll be scheduled to appear a thousand miles away from here. I mean, it, like all of these themes, they <laughs> relate incredible. so heavily, I think to, to everybody, but specifically, I think being in your you know late teens, early twenties and trying to figure out your life and what's important to you and where's important to you. And he was, uh, it seems like he, he, he has a cottage industry on those themes. Chris, we're going to have a really hard decision. Yeah. And it's if we're, if it's a, if it is if we're going to spend the money to see this man at Red Rocks, one that, of the all-time venues that yeah. we haven't been, that we, that we, it's on our list. Like, we yeah. have to. So we can get two birds stoned at once yeah. and see Jackson Brown. So we can get one to, bird stoned at, stoned at the same time. <laughs> two birds. <laughs> Let's do it. Like so we do should. we... Um, yeah, we might have to. I'm yeah, gonna, we have I'm some, look we have some decisions to make, but uh, I'm sure I'm sure in this. time we'll we'll gain the perspective. Everything takes time. Yeah. Wow, I'm really I'm really glad that we had that little that little talk. Yeah, about a little Jackson, Jackson Brown, Brown detour. This, and we started important. and we ended with with the great JB. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna be listening to him later. Oh yeah, today. absolutely. Well, Ethan, this has been a a joy uh, to spend this. Uh, last hour with you and uh, everyone listening. I hope you feel similarly uh, um, when it comes to your decision to spend the last hour with us. Uh, we hope that you join us next week for the mighty and very nice episode number 69, uh, quite possibly the most important episode that we will ever do of this podcast. So stay tuned for that. Uh, really excited for that one. And um, once again, yeah, thank you for your time. I appreciate that. It was nice of you. Yep. And if you feel so inclined, please share, share this with people, try and get us, get us out there. Cause you know, try to break into some other people's algorithms that may, that's going to help us down the road and yeah. hopefully leave a review if you'd like, um, yeah. good or bad, anything works. And totally. then, uh, you know, just come back next week. That's all we can ask. Yeah. We'll see you on down the road. So have a great week. Enjoy it. And like I said, We'll see you next week. Take it Take easy. Take care, everybody. Rock and roll. So, um, okay, so. We'll go through, obviously, check in, the banter, yada yada. But I think we just talk about road trips, period. Yeah, let's just let's like, just fucking do it. I think it'll be. I think it's gonna be. 
Yeah. We have Jackson Brown on our side. Exactly. So. Nothing could be nothing could be wrong. Um, <laughs> um, my guy doesn't. My guy doesn't make the, the picture. That's all right. He doesn't need to. We know. We know that he's there. You want me to bring it in? Yeah, I guess it's. Is it, yeah, you can bring it in. All right. I guess. I mean, let's just. Yeah, let's just do it. You're right. All right. Fuck it. I'm gonna start my clock. You ready? How now, brown cow? Yes. Welcome back, everyone, and for the 68th time in. 